Welcome to the Misophonia Podcast. This is episode 14 of season 3. My name is Adil Ahmad, and I have Misophonia. Welcome to the first episode of 2021, which is a year I know most people have been looking forward to. I'm super excited because there are some big, ambitious plans for the podcast, and also inspired by the podcast, and I'll of course share them here later in the year. Today I talked to Ayla, who was at the virtual Misophonia convention a few months back, and she reached out to be on the show. Ayla is in high school in Montana. I get a lot of requests to hear more about the high school experience, and we've had some great episodes already with young people, and this is yet another one with some super helpful advice and tips. Uh, Don't forget, you can book interviews for next season, which will happen, the recordings will happen in March, and that's going to be season four. It's all over Zoom, super easy. There is a Be A Guest link on the website, misophoniapodcast.com, where you can uh, pick a time slot. All right, now here's my conversation with Ayla. Ayla, welcome to the podcast. It's uh, yeah. nice to have you here. So I saw um, you were at the conference last weekend. You want to, um, I'm sure we did introductions, but do you want to tell of your uh, listeners again, like kind of where you're located? Yeah, I'm from Montana. So a little bit of a random place. I know a lot of people find Montana like, oh my gosh, do you guys even have electricity? I, <laughs> I have gotten that question before, which I find really funny because I live yes. in a metropolis like which it's really funny but yeah so i'm from montana i've lived here my whole life oh okay cool yeah no that's uh that's great yeah my mom um actually was born in australia (laughs) which is interesting and then my dad grew up in rural montana so got all that background yeah yeah okay yeah i know i know a number of people who kind of vacation there or uh have retired and and uh built their house built uh, yeah i live in Bozeman, which is the big ski town and big sky yellowstone club all that fun stuff so we actually have yes nice okay yeah i'm actually we're planning a maybe a road trip through yellowstone Ooh. next year so that should be uh that should be fun um yeah cool so yeah so you you were born and raised there it sounds like um what do you what do you do now like you're a student working yeah i'm a high school student so i'm a sophomore in high school and then i also recently got my first job which has actually been a perfect place for me with my misophonia because I barely have any triggers. Oh, um, that's amazing. You know, yeah. Most people my age end up working in restaurants, which that is kind of my worst nightmare. Um, yep. So I work in a doggy day camp. So I'm with dogs all day. So it's perfect for my triggers. Did you intentionally look for a job that would be kind of, um, you know, sonically peaceful in, in a way yeah i actually i actually this completely kind of just fell in my lap a bit um i've worked with dogs i've had a pet sitting business for eight years i think i love animals <laughs> and so um i take care of our um one of my good friends her mom ended up purchasing one of like our big dog supply store it's our local like higher end mm big dog supply store and so they have grooming and day day camp and then retail too and she was like hey so one of my day camp employees just put in her two weeks are you interested and I was like oh my gosh this sounds perfect for me and so I started and it is it has been great fantastic yeah okay 
Um, and yeah, so so some people get triggered by animals, dogs, but obviously you yeah, don't. Yeah, I know. Probably. I find it really interesting. Pretty much all of, I mean, I have two dogs. I have my own and then my dad has his puppy. And all of their sounds, if a human was making those sounds, I know for a fact <laughs> that they would be a trigger for me, but they're very yeah. endearing to me when a dog makes them. Gotcha. Which I find that really interesting, but I think it's a little bit of a, oh, they don't know better thing. Even yeah, though it, a lot of the times humans don't know better too, but it is that kind of mindset of, oh, they're just these like innocent little animals. They have nothing. They don't have the f type of free will, at least, yeah. that uh, humans do. And uh, yeah, that's, uh, yeah, it's interesting. It, it, it just doesn't trigger that fight or flight sensation. Yeah, it you really does it. Danger. does it. On the flip side, does uh, do the animals, uh, when you're maybe in a trigger or coming down from a human human based trigger uh do the do the do animals kind of uh help comfort you do you feel like they're kind they of do help a lot they also are like if i come there after a really hard day at school where i was not doing very great and my mood was not good and i had lots of triggers mm -hmm. and i come in there it typically it really does help calm that down and i feel yeah. so much better that's when I great. leave, which is really yeah. interesting. Yeah. Um, in the morning, do you kind of give them an extra hug? <laughs> if you know oh, it's yeah. Be I like love a my yeah. dogs are like, I, they are very good for me. Yeah, that's great. Well, yeah, speaking of, uh, yeah, I've had a number of people want to hear more from high schoolers. So yeah. Yeah, I'd love to hear kind of what, what it's like for you then. And, uh, and I guess you're, are you over there? Are you in doing the whole in-school hybrid or are you uh, all, all uh, yeah we are uh, in school virtual. two days a week um mm -hmm. so they just split us halfway down the alphabet and a through l i think is on monday tuesday and i think m through z is on thursday friday and then there's some people who chose to do all remote but so yeah. i'm at home monday tuesday wednesday doing school online and then i'm in school on thursday and friday which has actually been pretty good considering there are six people in a classroom at a time. Mm. So it's a little bit less of that, but sometimes it is a little bit worse considering there's it, less going on to mask those sounds. I was going to say there's uh, probably less background noise happening. Yeah, I do. The background noise helps me a lot. Yeah. Okay. And so are you, um, do you let the background noise typically be your um be your mask or do you also wear headphones and yeah i usually just put in earbuds and listen to music pretty much all day um gotcha. and just all my teachers are like yeah it's fine um i know one of my teachers it was kind of awkward um she teaches like mindfulness and how to work better and <laughs> we did a whole unit on why music is bad for your learning <laughs> and like why music and headphones are bad for your learning and i was like oh, okay, well, I'll do all these assignments, but then I had to email her and be like, hey, so yeah. actually not having music in makes it harder for me to focus. Makes me want, makes me want to kill you. Because of this, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what were some of the, I'm just curious, what were some of the points that she made for um, that music, listening to music and learning were bad? Yeah, is it just I know. a well, distraction she had the, thing? Um, yeah, it is the distraction thing. And then it also goes along with the multitasking, how you're not actually multitasking. Yeah. You're kind of switching in between those tasks. Yeah. And so 
she was like, and I usually don't even know what songs I listen to during the day. Mm -hmm. uh, I couldn't tell you what playlist I shuffled um, because it's just there and it's that masking thing of that is way less distracting to me than, say, you making this sound. Right. And are you listening to it would music? be the other way around. Yeah. And are you always listening to music or do you have, uh, do you do... Uh, you know, white noise or, or I usually white ocean. noise does not work yeah. for me. It just it makes me really uncomfortable. I don't like the sound. So I usually do listen to music. I've had to kind of figure out which different music genres work for me, because some of them actually are a little bit of a trigger for me. And then some yeah. of them are super calming. And then yeah, I do do um, like rain sounds and stuff like that. But just like the fan noises of white noise, those or not yeah when i'm at white noise yeah oh okay gotcha so, so even the uh, natural white noise kind of uh, uh or the fan noises and and rain sounds make you uncomfortable yeah it's just a very okay. yeah, yeah it kind of it's a little bit of a trigger but it's not like a full trigger yeah but it's I'm way curious, worse than music right i'm curious uh, we know what what type of genres are triggers for you and what are what are not yeah um so. actually rap has been it's actually a pretty big trigger for me i like i used to really love listening to rap because i know my mom has always like she loves 90s rap mm -hmm. and so she's always like had us listening to that and lately it's become more of a trigger for me and classic rock is so it's like one of my favorites yeah. for um it's very calming for me and then also like r&b pop also is a little bit of a it's a little bit um i think the fast-paced music sometimes is very like mm -hmm. it's good for like if you're exercising or something but when i'm just sitting there or doing schoolwork, it makes me kind of lose focus mm -hmm. i do like the slower stuff to just gotcha. have that sound in the back. And then I've also found different podcasts that are, I've had to kind of search through podcasts to find yeah. which ones didn't have triggers and which ones did. And there's a few that I absolutely love and listen to all the time while I'm working. Right. And so I've kind of had to figure out the ones with music in the background help a lot. Right, okay, gotcha. Uh, yeah, no, interesting. I was curious what, what types and uh, if there was maybe, um some commonality like the way yeah. um, some some like pop music a, a lot of pop music is uh compressed for the radio a lot mm -hmm. and so it it's can be kind of um it all has kind of the same sound it can be kind of harsh sometimes so I'm just yeah I, some commonality does, there yeah it does it's very not calming for me and and 90s in yeah, 90s rap definitely there was there was basically one or two drum machines that were used yeah the that, so i wondered that right, could be uh, yeah um cool so yeah, so you're you got like six people in the class. Yeah, in some ways it's better, some ways it's worse. How about it? Like, um, kind of before all this happened, uh, what was it like at high school? Like, uh, with everybody around, was it uh, like how how do you friends know about your condition? Yeah, um, how are you so um, that has been quite an interesting thing because I know a lot of kids my age are insensitive about it. Um, so I am pretty cautious to tell people. Um, I'll tell my teachers and be like, hey, here's this, because it does affect me a lot in their class. When you tell your teachers, do they do you talk about the ADA? Do you have to um, do you talk about ADA um, accommodations? Uh, 
bring anything yeah, from your doctor so or do you I'm just actually, tell them? Yeah, I'm in the process of getting a 504 right now, but it takes a while. We are learning. Uh, so we're in that process, but I just emailed my teachers and was like, hey, here's an article about what misophonia is and just yeah. this is what I have and that's it affects me. So wearing yeah. headphones helps me a lot or being able to leave if something does trigger me helps a lot. That's cool. So you don't, you know, you're waiting for your 504, but in the meantime, you're able to, um, you know, anyone can kind of approach their teachers. Uh, as long as you have some supporting evidence, then any reason yeah. the teacher should be able to uh, give you some, give you some help there. That's great. Yeah. And, and people, yeah. So when you were, so about, about friends when you're, or other high schoolers, students, um, when you, tell them did you ever have any like pushback or kind of negative yeah experience? i have had a couple pretty bad experiences yeah let's, um, let's hear i'm sure you're not the only one two of my actually closest friends which kind of it hurt definitely mm -hmm. um but they are pretty insensitive about neurodiversity and they don't really understand it um and so i know um i told them and i was like so i do wear headphones a lot like i just do this it does someone's like this is my trigger sound i'll take care of myself with that um and then immediately it was the oh does this bother you and makes this sound or like does this bother yeah. you and makes this sound like right in my ear and it still kind of goes on like um at lunch sometimes before i get my headphones in they'll start chewing like in my ear um to this, so, yeah. to this day oh okay. oh yeah still <laughs> to this day yes. so, um, that's made me a bit more cautious yeah about course. it and then one of my friends was amazing and i asked her to to spit out her gum because we were in my room hanging out and i was like hey so would you mind like spitting your gum out or do you want me to step out for a little bit or put in my headphones while you're finishing we'll throw you it? At the window like yeah. oh yeah sure <laughs> and just um spit it out so some people have been really great and then there was one girl that was quite an experience i um so I, last year in English class, we did silent reading time all the time. And that's kind of a worse nightmare for me. And so yeah. I'd go sit out in the hall where like, if there are sounds, people are moving and there's other stuff going on and I can like kind of tune that all out. And so I was reading in the hallway and then I came back in and she was like, why did you go out in the hallway? And I was like, oh yeah, I just have this like brain condition that makes it really hard for me to be around people for the trigger sounds. And she was like, oh, yeah, do you have misophonia? And I was like, yeah. And she goes, oh, yeah, my sister had that. And she was like, we make fun of her for it all the time. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> Interesting. And then um, yeah. she just started telling me, like, all the names that they call her sister who has misophonia. And I was like, oh, okay. Like what? I'm curious. She was like, misophonia freak or stuff like that. It was uh, all the stupid, like, kid yes, stuff. And I was like, yes. oh, Okay. And I have learned this year that she is not a good person for me to be around, um, not just from that. So, yeah, I've had some well, good experiences and some bad experiences. Wow. Um, yeah, we should maybe try to get that sister on the podcast. <laughs> I know. Uh, poor, poor girl. Um, okay, so, yeah, that sounds like, yeah, I mean, that's kind of what I honestly I would expect at, yeah. at high school. People that age is just all all across the spectrum. I'm curious. I mean, you're two close friends who who still kind of um, 
make fun of you. They must have some redeeming qualities that make you still want to be their friends, right? Or yeah, has it affected? I absolutely you know? love those two. Um, they are so good for me to be around when they're not eating. Um, right. Okay. And we always so, have a lot of fun, and like, they like going on adventures with me and stuff like that. And they are really good people. They just don't really understand some stuff. Yeah. And is it mainly the eating hard. triggers? Yeah. Is it mainly the eating triggers then with them? And most of the rest of the time, it sounds like it's yeah. pretty under control. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah. So why don't we, yeah, why don't we go back a little bit to when you kind of started noticing all this happening? Yeah. So my first trigger was actually a smell. And ah. it was in sixth grade art class. I was sitting there and my art teacher pulled out this certain type of eraser and the smell just made me lose all sense of safety. And I was like, what? Mm. This is so weird. Like what? And so every time for the rest of the year that he would pull out those erasers, I had that like loss of safety and that like fight or flight response. And that was really interesting. Um, and then I have never seen those erasers again. And I, that has never triggered me ever again. <laughs> And then it started to be around my parents. I'd be, they'd be eating and I'd be like, hmm, like this sound makes me really uncomfortable. Why? Mm. And so I didn't speak up about anything. This was maybe in sixth and seventh grade. And then um, I was with two of my best friends and I, um, this was when mukbang videos were getting super popular on YouTube. No idea and what that like is. where too old. people <laughs> where so like influencers would do it a lot where they'd um, have one of their friends over and they'd go get food and eat it and just talk about life. <laughs> oh, okay. And so we were watching one of those and I was like, why is this making me so uncomfortable? Why am I feeling like this? Why is all of this emotion coming to me while we are watching this YouTube video that they're both loving? I was like, what is this? And so that was really weird. <laughs> And I didn't yeah. really know what was happening. And then um, my triggers around my parents started to progress a lot. And they still are two of my biggest triggers. Because yeah, I am exposed to that a lot. Right. And have you told them? Oh, yeah. They, they know. My mom, um, both of them have been great about it. Once we kind of figured out what misophonia yeah. was, <laughs> right. we didn't yeah. know for a long time. We were like, hmm, Okay. And so I'd kind of just sit at the table, put in some low quality earplugs and just kind of sit there. And then we did some research and it turns out there's this thing called misophonia and that's yeah. what I have. So that's, it's been quite a little ride. Right. So how did, how did you find out what it was with your parents? Was it kind of Googling around or? I, I actually don't know how my mom figured it out. She, oh, so she's um, the one who did. Okay. Cool. Yeah. She was the one who figured it out. She was like, I want to know what is happening <laughs> and why she can't be around me when this is happening or like why she's having so much trouble sitting near me. Um, and so she, I think she Googled around and she was like, oh, and then she emailed me this article and I was like, oh, that is sounds like exactly what is going on. Yeah. And do you remember so, which article that was? Um, I do not. So, okay, it was yeah. like years ago. I think. Yeah. I think we figured it out last year, maybe like the beginning of ninth grade. I think mm. is about when we figured it out. And I know I didn't speak up for a long time. I was kind of like, hmm, this is weird. 
what's going on? I'll just deal with right. it. And then right. I was like, maybe this is actually something that can be explained, kind of. Yeah. No, I think there's more and more articles now, so it is kind of easier. I've talked to people who, you know, Googled for it like years ago and it was harder to find stuff. Yeah. And I think now there's just more people writing about it, more people talking about it, um, more people searching about it. So I think uh, Google's able to kind of connect the dots a little bit. So hopefully it's um, people can figure out a little bit, figure it out a little bit, a little bit faster. Um, so then what did your, yeah, what did your parents to do after you got that knowledge? Was it, um, I know, um, I started wearing like nicer earplugs at the dinner table and now mm. I usually wear, um, I, now I turn away from them because I do have some visual triggers and then, yeah. um, or I just go sit on the couch if it's a pretty bad day. Um, I can usually just put in my earplugs and turn away and I'm all good. Um, sometimes they do try to talk to me, but I can't hear them. Um, but I know we've always done family dinners and like we've always sat with each other at the table. So it was interesting to not be having like conversations at the table. Yeah. Do you have siblings too? No, I'm an only child. Okay. Okay. So yeah, then you just have to focus on those two problems. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and the visual triggers are just, yeah, those two. And the visual triggers, so, um, yeah, they, so it sounded like um, a, a flack or like smell was first, and then yeah. sounds are a big one. You haven't been triggered by smell, it sounds like, you know, in a while, right, since that eraser incident? Yeah, I have not. I don't think I have a smell trigger right now. Mm. I have a touch with just like certain feelings. Okay, okay. Yeah, and I've then, heard a bit about that. Um, yeah. yeah, and then I have certain words and speech patterns that do really affect me, which I find really interesting. Okay, were you talking about that at the convention? I think, I think some so. people were. Yeah, there are certain words. You want to talk about that? Because that's something that I've, I haven't really talked to anybody on the podcast, but I've, um, I've certainly seen people ask about that on various discussion groups and online groups. So yeah. curious if you can so kind of talk about how that affects those, you. Um, yeah, the words are, I know some people do have words that they use a lot. And so some people are hard for me to have a conversation with because like they'll use this certain word as like their little catchphrase or their little, um, <laughs> I know I was, um, I went out to talk to a client the other day at work and um, he kept saying this little like phrase and I was like, oh, and he just kept repeating it and repeating it when I was giving him information. And I was like, oh boy. And that was one of my trigger like phrases. And I'm sitting there like, oh boy, okay. Um, and, but I still had to like finish giving him that information. So sometimes it is really hard because sometimes you do kind of need to finish that conversation. Right. So yeah, so that's another thing that comes up is like having having to just power through and uh, and for you at least knowing maybe knowing that you know you're you're you need to finish this transaction it's going to be over soon yeah that kind of can maybe help you out a little bit rather than if you're you know living with somebody who's, who had that who had some uh, annoying catchphrase well I don't yeah, want to say annoying, I know my like mom, actually triggering um, catchphrase yeah my mom used to say um, one of my trigger words all the time. But then she stopped once I told her and I was like, hey, so this is one of my trigger sounds. Could you maybe uh -huh. like switch to a different word? Yeah. And so there have been that. It's interesting. 
Yeah, so you'd have the similar fight or flight sensation. Yeah. Okay, okay. And uh, and the visuals too, it's the same fight or flight. Um, oh, yeah. And is it is it visuals for, um, visuals that accompany a sound or is it kind of uh, Not very, always. Very um, oh, okay. Some of them do, um, yeah, some of them do accompany a sound. So like I had that sound trigger first and then now the movement or sight that goes with it is now yeah. also a trigger, but I also have some random ones that don't go along with the sound, but are a trigger. Oh, okay. Okay. Interesting. Um, what are some examples of those? And uh... Yeah. So there are certain ways that people lay their hands. Mm. I know um, when we're sitting, I know my mom, um, when I'm in the passenger seat in the car, and she's driving, sometimes she'll like rest her hands different ways that just, they're a trigger for me. For some uh, reason, the way that she yeah. like will lay her hand down in that so way. Not even, right. They're not necessarily even moving. They're yeah. just, okay. okay. It's, it's so weird. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I was going to ask more. Yeah. I was going to ask more about, um, yeah, just more about your, maybe about your, your friend circle and, um, and how do you like when you're yeah you know, when you're when you're meeting new people at school um do you kind of suss them out for misophonia yes. or okay yeah because it so, seems like your your best friends you you kind of okay with most of the time um yeah. but i'm curious if, if if you've become more suspicious of strangers that you that might become friends yeah um i know in class sometimes um i know last year there was this one girl who sat in the lab table behind me and she was making all of these trigger sounds always and i would always like swerve around and look and be like who is that and i remember that glare um, down (laughs) oh yeah it was i probably looked so mean but um so i'm sitting there and i'm like okay well maybe you're not gonna be my best friend And so it is really interesting. I do. I like sitting at the back of the room because I can see kind of who is making those certain sounds. Yeah. But are you afraid of of... that becoming like a visual trigger sitting at the back? Um, There's there's often a debate. I don't don't, don't want to give you that. I don't don't want to (laughs) kind of now make you notice. But um, there's always a debate back or front and some and uh, I kind of tend to fall into the well, I'm not haven't been in school in a while, but. I tend to fall into the front camp where it's like, well, you know, if you just put some headphones on, then you can kill the sonic triggers and the visual triggers because yeah. you're in the front, unless your teacher is right in front of you and it's a trigger. Sense. Yeah, I like, I've liked sitting in one of the back corners. So I'm kind of just tucked away back there and I can have my earbuds in and just be there right. and right. sit there and then, um, I usually don't hear the sounds unless I only have one in because the teacher is giving instruction. And then during work time, I just put both of them in and I'm like, okay, and just focus on myself and my work and kind of just tune out everything so that I can get work done and that I can focus. Yeah. Um, yeah, So now I remember what I was going to ask. After your after your parents uh, found out what it was, did they try to get you maybe um, uh, therapy or an, or an audiologist? Um, um, we have actually been looking into that lately. Um, we, so I've, see, I've been seeing a therapist for years and years, since I think sixth or seventh grade. Um, I actually was very lucky because the first one I met 
is one that I really vibe with and that we, she works great for me. And I know some people have to kind of feel out yeah, different shop people around. and figure out, yeah. yeah, figure out who works for them. So that's been really nice. But yeah, and so I, um, we started, I know, uh, at the beginning of this, um, when we didn't know what misophonia was, it was a little bit of a witch hunt um, for what was the culprit of this. <laughs> Um, and I know I got tested for epilepsy and because um, sometimes I do freeze when stuff happens and I just I I nothing is going on in my brain. I mean, stuff is obviously going on, but I don't notice what people are doing or what people are hearing. And my mom thought they were I think they're obstant seizures. And so I got mm-hmm. tested for epilepsy and that was a no. And we were like, OK, so in so your, so people thought that your uh, or your you, you guys thought that your fight or flight your freezing from your fight or flight possibly could be a symptom of epilepsy yeah and so i got okay. tested and did all the eeg yeah. stuff and it was a no and then yep it turns out i have misophonia yeah and then yeah so the initial uh therapist that you went to from sixth to seventh grade was that was um to try to figure out what was happening with you uh, um, in terms actually, of MISO, or did you have depression. other issues? Um, okay. I started yeah. um, having depression and anxiety in about sixth or seventh grade, I think. And then we had misophonia, which my misophonia is very linked to my anxiety. In yeah, that, I was going to um, ask My if, trigger sounds yeah. tend to be worse when I'm having a really high anxiety levels day. Yeah. Rather than when my anxiety is really low, my trigger sounds tend to affect me less. Right. Yeah, that's I've definitely heard that. Um, and what are um, I, I guess? Yeah, what I'm sure people are curious, like are in some are in a similar situation. Like, what are some of the ways that work for you to reduce your anxiety um, that, you know, potentially also help your miso? Yeah, I use um, I have I bring fidget toys everywhere. <laughs> Um, I keep them in my backpack. They're on my nightstand. I just, I keep them everywhere. And they're, most of them are pretty like low key. I can have them under the table and just play with them. I also like, um, well, healing crystals are also great because um, they're super smooth. And so they're like, that texture is very nice for me to just put in my hand and kind of rub. And so I I use stress balls a lot, um, but just certain Fidget toys help me a lot. And then I also, I diffuse lavender and burn lavender incense in my room usually pretty mm-hmm. much all the time yeah. because it is very calming for me. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Very good. Um, and yeah, and, and, and so your anxiety and your miso, so you're there, they kind of reinforce, sounds like they reinforce each other, but you, oh, yeah. you still consider them. Um, they develop separately, right? It's not like, oh yeah, um, my anxiety okay. came along first. Yeah. And then the miso started kind of settling in. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Well, it sounds like um, at least your miso, um, you know, obviously it triggers you like it triggers, trigger affects, affects all of us. But uh, you're, you're able to kind of like talk about it with some kind of humor at times, yeah. which is uh, which is good. Are, are you, and I'm, I'm, I'm hope you're, I hope you're finding humor is that is also a good uh, coping mechanism as it, it is, is for many of us. Very yeah. good. Are you able to laugh about with anybody at, uh, with your, I mean, it sounds like your friends, maybe not because they tend to make fun of it, but uh, are you able to, 
you know, riff about it with anybody, either in person um, or online? A little bit. I do. Yeah. Um, I joke with my mom sometimes. Um, I know at first she took it very personally. <laughs> she was like, um, why am I your only trigger? Because, like, she was one of my biggest triggers. And so yeah. I know she took it very personally at the beginning, but now she's like, okay this sound affects you when you're around anybody and yeah I don't really joke about misophonia to too many people yeah well that's what that's what um the beauty of things like the convention are or even I know like, it was amazing that was my first time talking like actually having a conversation with somebody mm -hmm. else who has misophonia yeah it's surreal and it's uh yeah I think it's even more surreal in person just to kind of be around all these people um, yeah um that, yeah I'd recommend doing that at some point um online as well have you kind of done any of the join any of the groups regional group i know some of the big groups are kind of overwhelming but uh yeah i haven't yet i'm gonna yeah. look into that because i think that would be really good there are now a number of high schools that have come on i might i don't know i might round you guys all up in an email thread yeah. or something and uh and just be like hey you know once you guys if if you wanna if you wanna chat, here you go. Uh, maybe start a little uh, community for different age groups. Uh, yeah. To do the show that might be that might be useful. Um, but um, no, that's interesting. Yeah, humor is definitely um, uh, a good coping mechanism. It's good to it have is. people to uh, to talk to about that. I'm curious about now your dad. So you've talked to you said your mom kind of found this out for you and. Uh, has been you've been talking to her about it how has he done has he just kind of been uh okay he's, um he's really he's a funny guy um he we bond a lot over um construction projects oh, and like okay. um, yeah. redoing my room or stuff like that and so he was very like hmm but i actually i um i think he so does have he's kind it of an a old little school. bit Oh, he's, okay. he's really yeah. funny. I, my mom, um, she was like, I have never had any sounds that affect me, but my dad does have a few little things that do seem to kind of trigger him. So I do wonder if he has a little bit of like low scale misophonia, right. um, which is really funny, but I know he's very like, okay, cool. I'll just not make this sound around you. I'll try. Yeah. You can wear what your earbuds when you're in the car or whatever yeah so we're recording this like you know in october and with holidays coming up i'm curious like do you have certain uh, rituals or uh, escape plans around yeah, extended family I, if you see them oh boy i um my extended family is a lot <laughs> um we pretty much only see my mom's side and they are quite something very loud <laughs> very like up in your face um they're they're all lovely people but sometimes, I know both my dad and I, we wilt very quickly when we're around a lot of people mm -hmm. and we get super overwhelmed and we usually need some space. And so um, usually my dad and I just escape. We stay at my grandmother's usually when we go down to Denver to visit everybody over the holidays. Mm -hmm. And um, we usually just, we get the whole basement to ourselves of my grandmother's house. And we just, if my dad and I need time, we usually just go down there I'll watch a show or something and then go back up and yeah, recharge and go out. back up. Yeah. yeah. That's uh yeah, that's a great, uh, that's kind of an ideal situation. Have you? Yeah, it definitely is. I know we have, um, we're planning a whole big family trip to Grand Lake, Colorado next year, all renting a cabin to stay in. Like it's a big like house One, for us all okay. to stay in together. 
Um, and we were, my, my dad and I were like, oh boy. So we're thinking to rent out another little place for my family to stay in. Yeah. So that we yeah. can kind of separate a little bit and hang out with everybody, but also have our own little space because it is really hard for me to spend a ton of time around everybody. Right, right. Yeah, that's a classic uh, dilemma of... Um, yeah. Of for anyone is uh, yeah how do you deal with those uh, large family situations? But at least like you know like you can plan ahead like your like your dad and yourself are doing. Well, um, yeah, I'm curious now. Uh, I guess we yeah, maybe we should start to start to wind down a little bit. But I'm I'm curious if you have anything that you want to um, tell people. I know there's a lot of high schoolers that are interested in hearing about other experience their you know experiences from other high schoolers. But um, yeah, I'm curious if you want to if you have any message or you want to tell uh, tell the listeners anything. Yeah, it it really sucks. <laughs> um, yep. <laughs> oh my gosh, it sucks. <laughs> um, but it actually, um, my like learning how to control it and kind of how to figure out like what works for me and what doesn't, it's been a lot of trial and error for me of like um, searching through different TV shows because I do, I love watching shows and movies, um, but some shows do have a lot of trigger sounds for me. And so like I found a few shows that I absolutely love and that I can watch to kind of unwind and certain music that I like and certain podcasts that I love. Um, and then also like um, teachers, I know I walked into my um, eighth grade guidance counselor's office um, <laughs> and was like, so I think my mom figured out what I have do you have any like input on this? And she goes, what, what is that? Like that, that doesn't exist. And I was like, oh, is this not valid? Like it, it's valid, yeah. just not everybody right. knows about it, which is really interesting because I did have that moment of like, is this like, should I just let it go? Or like yeah. what, because should I just deal with it? Or like people are telling me to, or what? Yeah, right. No, I, I mean, and that's that's what leads to a lot of, uh, I'm glad you're a little bit more assertive about it. And hopefully other people like your age are more assertive about it because it leads to a lot of guilt and shame because we oh, have yeah. to bottle all this totally. stuff up and we watch how it affects relationships. And um, mm -hmm. um, it's, I'm glad that you're uh, taking a little bit more of a proactive approach and trying to... Um, yeah. It also, I know it's helped me a lot because I love hanging out with people. I love like having my friends and we hang out and we like do something together, but finding things that have low triggers to do with people. I know my mom and I both like dancing. So sometimes we'll just put on loud music and dance. Oh yeah. Perfect. And that's yeah. not a trigger for me personally. Um, and then also with my friends, like we like pulling all nighters and walking up to Pete's Hill to watch the sunset or like stuff like that, um, or sunrise, whatever. Um, but like just figuring out things that you can do with the people who you really like hanging out with, because I know I did, um, kind of start to isolate myself when my triggers started. I was like, Oh, let me just like shut myself up in my room and just be there always. And I still do that. Sometimes I still like being in my room mm -hmm. by myself but it's also really good for me to hang out with my friends. And I know I've become a lot more of an introvert since my misophonia set in. Yep. Which is really interesting <laughs> just because I know my Myers-Briggs just like completely changed 
once my misophonia started coming in, which I find really interesting. I still am an ENFPT, which I find really interesting, um, just that I am considered an extrovert, but I'm like 51% extrovert and 49% introvert, <laughs> which is interesting because I do, I get a lot of energy from being around people, but yeah. I've had to find different ways to be around people. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's it's yeah, it's what yeah, it's what this kind of forces us to do. But uh, but I like that you have a lot of different options. Like you, yeah. you can still escape to your room, but you can find ways to interact with people in ways that are not triggers. And these yeah, are yeah, I've actually yeah, COVID has actually been really good for that. Um, because once um, lockdown started to be lift, my friends and I were like, hey, do you want to do like a little like bring our hammocks down to this park and sit a little a bit apart and mm -hmm. um outside and just hang out and i was like that sounds perfect because i'm yeah. not right next to you yep. and we can still have picnics now as long yeah. as i can like turn a little bit away but i can still be kind of in the conversation because we are spaced and there's a park and there's stuff going on around us and so that's yep. been really good actually <laughs> Yeah, I think in near to medium term, at least, I uh, um, think th there are some really good habits and behaviors yeah. that uh, I think could really um, benefit misophones coming out of the whole uh, a tragic COVID situation. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that's great. Um, yeah, well, um, yeah, I just want to say, yeah, unless you have anything else you want to sh share with folks, this is really interesting. Um, yeah, I actually, I had one really interesting yeah. thing that I kind of figured out Please. at the convention yeah. when Marsha was talking. Um, she was talking about how trauma is kind of related to it, and I was thinking about it, and I had this swim coach. I used to swim, and so I had this coach that was super hard for me to be around, like not kind to me, not um, not very supportive. And he had a certain way of speaking, and it wasn't a trigger for me at the time. But now I haven't seen him in a year and a half, and that's actually pretty nice. Um, but I haven't seen him in a year and a half, and this kid walked into my science class at the beginning of this year, and he had really similar speech patterns. And now his voice is a trigger for me. Mm. Which is really interesting because it, like, it, he has those same speech patterns, but now those are, that's one of my trigger sounds. So I found that really interesting. I just figured that out. Yeah. It's, and I it's, thought that was really interesting. Yeah. No, it's interesting. I mean, these triggers kind of probably imprint in your brain somehow. It's, yeah. it's a process that's not fully understood. And uh, uh, yeah, because I had mentioned um, one of the interesting things I'd heard is, uh, and um, I think it, uh, talking to teenagers was a couple of people, their first triggers were, um, yeah, just following the loss of a very close grandparent yeah. and then getting um, triggered at a, at a the subsequent funeral and then mm. everything explodes after that. So, yeah, there's I, I definitely think there's something to do with trauma there. And that's that's kind of an interesting little data point there. Yeah, it's really wild. Yeah, well, uh, uh, thanks again, Ayla, for, uh, yeah, you know, for coming for on. It was, it was, yeah, it was good to see you at the convention. It'd be great to have everybody uh, in person. The, that, I know. Uh, I hope we can do up. that. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, no, it's great to hear your story, and I think this will this will help a lot of people, uh, especially high schoolers, young people who I hope are getting um, getting a lot more information than us old people did back when we yeah. were struggling. So uh, it's very inspiring to hear that you're able to start coping with it early. 
So the one, thank you for sharing that. Yeah, I'm very glad that I got to know what it was early on. And now I know and I can start. I'm very glad that I am young enough that I have this information that's out here now that wasn't a while ago. Yeah, I'm glad that your uh, that your uh, career is starting off on a good foot. That's yeah, that's me too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's inspiring too. For a lot of people, are freaked out about jobs. So yeah, that's that's great. Hopefully, that continues for you. Yeah. Thank you, Ella. Indeed, hope to see her and more of you at a future convention, or just reach out anytime on Instagram or Facebook at Misophonia Podcast or Twitter at Misophonia Show. And I should say, you can. Also email me at hello at misophoniapodcast.com. If you're enjoying the shows, please hit the five stars in Apple Podcasts. Music as always is by Moby. And until next week, wishing you peace and quiet.